Welcome to r slash petty revenge, where a stupid Karen gets exactly what she deserves. Our next Reddit post is from Majo Salakar. I have a disabled parking placard, and a few weeks ago I went to Target to buy things I didn't need and forget to buy the things I did need. Not only were all the spaces taken, someone parked their gigantic Escalade on the line between two disabled spaces, taking up both. Wholly irritated because this happens so much, I walked around the car and saw no placard or disabled plates. Cue the fury of someone who has to deal with this stuff all the time, and cue petty revenge. I took a picture and went inside to find a manager. When I found one, I showed her the photo and she rolled her eyes and sighed. Apparently, this happens a lot at their location because it's near an affluent town with a lot of very wealthy, very entitled people. And most often, it's the owner of huge SUVs and F-150s that park like jerks. She said that she'd call the cops, so I decided to go back outside and hang out by the doors to watch the show. The manager joined me and we chatted while we waited for the cops. The cops arrived and walked around the car, peering through the windows and running the plate. One cop took out a little book and started writing in it. They took some photos and one cop came over and asked if they would make an announcement in the store to get the driver to come outside. The manager radioed someone inside and asked them to announce the make, model, and license plate of the car over the PA system. A few minutes later, she came charging out of the store. A middle-aged, well-dressed woman, the common Karen of North America, and she was already yelling at the cops. As soon as she got to her car, one of the cops held up his hand to shut her up and started lecturing her. I was too far away to hear, but she stopped yelling, at least. The cop spoke to her for a few minutes. Then, the other cop with the little book handed her two papers. She looked absolutely apoplectic. The cops came back over and spoke to the manager, telling her they ordered her to move her car, and if she didn't or caused problems in the store, to call them back and they would tow her car. They told us they gave her two tickets, one for each parking space, at 500 bucks each. Ouch. The manager thanked the police, thanked me, and went back inside. The woman stomped around a bit before getting in her car and peeling out. The cops looked at each other, then got in their cars and followed her. I'm pretty sure she continued to have the day that she deserved. Meanwhile, I happily treated myself to some Legos for performing a public service. Our next Reddit post is from Without Dennis Nedry. We once had neighbors that, from the day we moved in, absolutely hated us. We never even met them, but they made our lives hell in every way they could. We had moved to that area, putting my grad school and our big life plans on hold to look after my mother-in-law who had stage 4 cancer. So it was already a sucky reason to move, and we hated the area. It was rural California, which was very yeehaw in a bad way, if you know what I mean. Our neighbors were garbage people and just awful to us. They never did anything illegal, per se, but every petty thing you can think of to make our lives awful, they did. For example, our water hose was on their lawn after I watered my roses by about two inches. It was coiled up mostly on our side, but I wasn't done watering and just stepped into the house for a few minutes for a lunch break. While I was outside, they cut the two inches of the hose that was on their property and threw it in our yard, but they left the rest of the hose that was on our property. Absurdly petty. They had never even met us or spoken to us. Finally, after about two years of this, I was talking with my across-the-street neighbor about it, and she told me they were treating us that way because they thought that we were illegals. I'm Native American, and my spouse is Hispanic, but they thought that we were both Mexican. 
I asked him why he thought that we were from Mexico, and she said that before we moved in, some of our forwarded mail accidentally ended up in their box, and it had your Mexican address on it. New Mexico! From New Mexico! These idiot racists thought that we bought a home in an upscale neighborhood in coastal California with cash, and that we came straight from Mexico to do it, so we must be part of a cartel and here illegally. They had concocted this whole narco scenario because my husband's last name is Lovato, because we're darker than they deemed appropriate and we bought our house with cash. To be clear, we sold our starter house that we put years of backbreaking work into renovating and made a killing on it. Also, they don't know that New Mexico is an effing United States state. It was all so absurd. Don't worry, the story has a happy ending. When we moved out after my mother-in-law passed, I wrote them a long letter telling them how embarrassingly stupid they are, and how they were giant buttholes for making what was already a hard time on my husband, who was dealing with the slow death of his mother, an even worse time, so I hope they're proud of themselves. Then, we stole their cat! As for the cat, they neglected him and left him outside, covered in fleas and fending for himself day and night, in the terrible heat of summer without water and in the freezing cold of winter without shelter. The cat had already moved in with us because we had actually cared for it and we took care of its medical needs. In my book, you treat your cat like garbage and you didn't microchip him, then he's mine. So one good thing came from our time there, and he's napping in the windowsill right now. We named him Flavio after Flavio Mendez Santiago, the famous Mexican cartel drug lord. Okay, so yes, obviously it's very crazy that these racists didn't know that New Mexico is in the United States, especially since it's only one state away. But what's even crazier to me is that these people thought that you were a member of the Mexican drug cartel and their response was, let's piss these Mexicans off, Yeehaw! Yo, if OP literally was part of the Mexican cartel, then after they cut OP's hose, they would have cut their necks. Why on earth would you provoke one of the most dangerous organizations on planet Earth? What a bunch of morons. I once read that members of the Mexican drug cartel skinned a man's face off and stitched it into a soccer ball. Our next Reddit post is from Florida Man 69ing your mom. This was back in 2008 or 2009. I was in Quito, Ecuador. I was staying at a hostel and was there for just over three weeks. Less than a block away, there was an Irish pub. This pub had really good bar food that wasn't on the menu of a lot of other restaurants in the area, so because of that, it was a mixed crowd. It was popular with locals and also with backpackers because of the proximity to the hostel. I'm at the bar with some other guests from the hostel and we're expecting a few more to join us. Next to me is a bar stool, and on the other side of the bar stool are two women talking who are obviously friends. In Spanish, I ask the woman closer to me if she's using the empty chair and if it's okay if I grab it. Spanish is not my first language, but I can still speak it clearly and confidently, and I grew up speaking it since I was a kid. She says to me in Spanish with a smirk on her face that she doesn't understand me and she doesn't speak English. I ask for the chair again in Spanish while motioning to it, and she says that she doesn't speak English. I ended up getting the chair from a high-top table that was behind us that no one was using. At this point, she turns to her friend and I hear them mumble, I don't know why he's talking to me. <laughs> I hear them chuckling to themselves, assuming I was hitting on her, I guess, and that she rejected me? Cue petty revenge. Throughout the evening, I know she heard me conversing in Spanish with the bartender, so by this time, she knew I definitely spoke Spanish. 
The napkin dispenser is directly in front of me, and she asks me, in Spanish, if I can hand it to her. I look a little confused, and I point to the napkin dispenser. Then, I look back at her and lean in a little, as if I didn't hear what she said. She again says in Spanish that she needs napkins and asks me if I can hand her the napkin dispenser. I look at the dispenser, then look at her, and and then I very clearly say, Lo siento, no hablo inglés. I'm sorry, I don't speak English. She gives me a shocked Pikachu face, and she turned bright red, and then I give her the cold shoulder. Don't flatter yourself, lady. I was not hitting on you. I just wanted the damn bar stool. Down in the comments, we have this story from Mechanical Mind. I studied German in high school, and I work for a German company. While visiting the main headquarters, I had to spend some time with guys in the workshop who barely spoke any English. One day, they were trying to explain something to me, and after some time trying to do it in English, they said, in German, Warum spricht dieser verdammte Italienische Affe nicht Deutsch? Which roughly translates into, why doesn't this effing Italian monkey speak German? To which I replied, also in German, Ich konnte dich auch fragen, warum dieser verdammte Deutsch arsch kein English spricht? <laughs> Which translates to, I could also ask you, why doesn't this German donkey speak any English? The guy who said it became as red as a traffic light, and the others burst out laughing. I also explained to him that my German wasn't good enough for me to understand technical explanations, but if he didn't remember English terms, he could use the German ones. After that, we got quite close, and we would hang out for beer, barbecue, and go watch his radball matches. Our next Reddit post is from Patient Currency. I'm 28 years old, and I live in a small town where there's a lack of jobs. I moved back in with my parents since we have a good relationship. I buy all the groceries and pay some of the bills. My 16-year-old little sister, however, was not happy. She was saying that I should be a man and move out again. A few weeks ago, she started continuously calling me a freeloader and a parasitic leech. My parents don't like technology. They're not part of a religious cult. They just avoid technology and live a simplistic lifestyle. The only modern tech they use is a laundry machine, a car, a flip phone, and a TV. However, they don't take away our gadgets if we pay for them ourselves. When I was 18 and was looking for my first job, I had to hand write a resume since we didn't have a computer or a printer. It's impossible to get a job while still in high school because of the small job market in our town. My sister, on the other hand, was lucky. I bought her a PC, a smartphone, and a data mobile plan which she's had since she was a young child. But now she's calling me a parasitic leech. Eventually, my little sister's constant name calling got on my nerves and I came up with a plan. I simply canceled the data plan and repossessed all of my belongings. Now, she's having the same childhood I had. Oh, and she stopped with the name calling. Enjoy the Amish lifestyle, little sis. Down in the comments, we have this story from Ramadron. This is a gentler version of what a friend of mine experienced with his entitled 16-year-old daughter. Some of her entitlement comes from playing two divorced parents against each other, sometimes successfully. She was demanding some expensive item, and when told no, she screeched, F you, you never spent any money on me. He said, okay, for the next month, I won't spend any money on you. And except for food, shelter, and hygiene necessities, he didn't. His ex was also on board because she had also been on the receiving end of this entitled behavior too. His daughter had to pack her own school lunch and had no spending money. About two weeks in, his daughter apologized, but the demonstration lasted a month. 
As a result, the entitlement knob was turned down several notches. Our next Reddit post is from Tiny Cows. My stepmother married my dad 10 years ago when I was 35. From the start, she was awful. She would listen in on every phone call, which we didn't find out about for years. She made sure that my dad never saw his grandkids on my side of the family, only her side of the family. He wasn't allowed to see us either. Whenever he made plans, she would cancel them. The worst part is when he was very sick with cancer, she refused point blank to keep us updated on his health. She told us in a group text that we were mean to her, so we didn't deserve the information. And how were we mean? Because we didn't send her cards and flowers on Mother's Day. Sometimes he would call me because his wife forgot to take his phone away from him after he was so ill that he couldn't get out of bed to retrieve it. She didn't even tell us that he passed away for three days after. She wanted to make sure that we couldn't attend the funeral so that she could talk badly about us. She wrote his obituary and spelled all of his biological family names wrong and listed all of her kids as grandkids and bonus children and left out information like his parents and his siblings' names. She was a horrible person. I knew that there was an insurance policy for me and my siblings to split. It wasn't even that big, but she was so mad that we got anything at all that she refused to give us the policy paperwork or give us his social security number so that we could look it up ourselves. She claimed that we would just use it to open credit cards, even though the government and credit agencies had his death certificates. She told us that we didn't deserve anything at all, and she was mad that he didn't leave the policy to her kids instead. So, having her phone number, address, and email, I signed her up for everything. MLMs, religious calls, window and roof replacements, things like AliExpress offer emails, vacation entries that just sell your name to everyone, etc. My daughter even helped me find new things to sign her up to so that we could ramp up the spam. I heard that she was forced to change her phone number because it was so bad. Serves her right. I regret nothing. I also made sure to send my stepmother a screenshot of the policy payout. Our next Reddit post is from OK Computer. Alright, so my 22-year-old boyfriend has started following a lot of Instagram women. Not regular girls, I don't mind those, but particularly the ones in lingerie with their butts out. He was even watching their OnlyFans. I, a 21-year-old woman, told him that it made me uncomfortable and to stop, but his response was, It's just Instagram. You're doing too much. It's not that serious. And he kept doing it. Well, I posted some pictures of me in a G-string bikini with my butt hanging out. He saw the picture and he started freaking out, slamming doors and yelling. He was like, Ugh, you don't respect yourself. Girls who do that are hoes. That's embarrassing. I don't want my girlfriend doing that, bro. That's weird. And he's mad, like really mad. He told me to take it down and I said, no, isn't this what you like to see? And his response again was, you're in a relationship. Why would you do that? I said, I'm only posting what you like to see. After that, he started ignoring me. It's been hours and honestly, I don't care. I don't feel bad at all. For months, I was uncomfortable and asked him to stop, and he wouldn't, so yeah, now he's a victim of the crime that he participates in. That was our slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.